Welcome to Hadar's Web, a podcast featuring community conversations on spirituality, healing, justice, and art. My name is Hadar Cohen. I am your host, and I am delighted to invite you to my relational web. Today, I am joined by my dear friend, Mirhan Keller, who is an Egyptian-American activist. She started the Me Too movement in the Arab world, all over the Middle East, advocating for women's rights. And I feel so grateful that you are my friend. I'm so happy that you're here. I've honestly learned so much from you, and I feel like you've inspired me in countless countless ways and i'm just so excited to have you here and i'm, I'm so happy you're finally doing this <laughs> yeah and you're interviewing us yeah thank you i'm so happy that i'm here yeah yeah um, from san francisco too so san francisco. <laughs> far away from home san for francisco. us <laughs> very far from home but this is the beauty of it i think yeah yeah definitely so I wanted to just start out by um, sometimes on Hadar's web, I like to ask as a first question, like this podcast is really about community conversations because I really believe in the web of relationships and that's how we learn is by understanding people. So you are in my web <laughs> and yeah, how how did we first know each other? How did you first learn about me? How did we, oh. how did you come across me? Oh, lucky stories. Okay, <laughs> so well obviously it started with the same topic that we've all been going on and on about for almost a century sad yeah. enough about Palestine and I was thinking that I don't really think that there's one place in the world that doesn't have good people and doesn't have educated people who understand and they think from a human perspective rather than what I've been taught and what I've been forced to believe in and I started looking for allies everywhere. And I felt like it makes more sense to look for allies in Israel. And this is how I found you. <laughs> I'm so happy that I did because it's just honestly away from the podcast, but it has changed a lot in my personality and in my life recently. Big shift for me when I started to have you as a friend and, and people like us, like-minded, it just changed my perspective because it added to my knowledge and hence added to empathy too. And I think yeah. it has to be there. This is the main core point of conflict that we're still suffering from. Yeah. We expect people to feel our pain without relating to their pain yeah. or, or accepting their pain or admitting. And I think honestly, that's one of the most powerful keys that you hold is that you're always able to bring things to the humanity of it, right? To the human experience, to hearing people's story. You're like, okay, this person's acting all strange like why what happened to them you know just like having that both curiosity and that dedication to truth and um yeah I wanted to ask you to tell us a little bit about your story about your upbringing where do you come from <laughs> well, I come from Egypt I've spent most of my life in Egypt I moved when I was 19 so I was you know my whole childhood was in, in, in Egypt and obviously the culture and I'm influenced by our stories and our history but I've always had unanswered questions. There are always gaps in the stories. And I always wanted to understand what happened here. 
because as you said we need to understand each other's stories because it's so easy to sit there and say you know what this person is bad i know that i'm right but that doesn't solve any of our problems and it doesn't make our life better it just complicates things more and i think we're at an age now in an era where there is access of information so shame on us if we don't at least try and read and reach out to each other Mm -hmm. um there's so many things i've read and still didn't understand and you so patiently and then kindly explained it to me and i love the fact that i don't feel like i have to be careful with what i say around you yeah. because i know that you know my heart yes. and you would know it's coming from a place of ignorance not a place of of you know evil or something bad and i think this safety and this safe zone it gives you the freedom to explore. Yeah. And I think we have that in our friendship. And it, I, I, for me, it's a sisterhood because our stories are very similar. We love our people. We want the best for our people. We want the best for everyone. And I think this is what brought us together. You know, we're very aligned. Yeah, we are very aligned. It's yeah. actually, you know, I remember when I first met you, I was like, wow, we're really share the same heart almost, you yes. know? Yes. And, um, critical thinking skills, <laughs> which many in humanity lack. <laughs> no, common sense is not very common, but it's okay. This is why I think what you do is crucial because yeah. it educates and it educates from a place of love, not a place of I know better than you or I'm smarter than you. And this is yeah. how you get people closer to you. And I think, you know, something that we both share is also this understanding of how propaganda, especially governmental propaganda and education, like how it really, really misleads us and how it really takes a lot of courage to say like, wait, 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 like this is what they told me. But what actually happened? Do I know the people who are impacted? Am I asking questions? Am I seeking? Am I, you know, all of these different ways? Or am I too scared to form a relationship with someone that was deemed other or someone that was deemed right. enemy or whatever that may be? Right, right. It um, takes courage to stand up for your enemies, definitely. But it takes a lot more courage to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. And people really overlook that point sometimes. It's really hard to face the reality and say, you know what, maybe here i was wrong maybe what i was told was not accurate because it served somebody else's agenda and strategy. yeah but eventually we're just people we want the same things we want to have a good life we want to, to live it to the fullest we, we want to enjoy it without being persecuted or prosecuted <laughs> <laughs> the, the core demands you heard them here <laughs> um you know and i think through my work you know as an arab jew i you know, have been doing different research and I've always been curious about Arabs who live in Arab countries who like known that Jews were displaced from that region. And, and then I was always just like, do they care about us? Do they ask questions? And when I came across you and you started talking to me about how you put so much time and care into getting to know the Egyptian Jewish community, like it really moved my heart and really honestly made me tear up. And um, yeah, I was wondering if you could share some of the stories, both, um, you know, what your parents said about witnessing Jewish community leave and also your friendship. That... Yeah, I think people completely ignore our history past 1956, uh, a.k.a. Nasser's era, when he took over power after King Farouk. And that entire era of King Farouk and whatever that was before it, Egypt was a very multicultural country. It had Jewish people, it had Christians, it had Muslims, it had people who actually have different faiths as well, not just the three big religions that we're aware of and we studied in school. But 
listening to stories from my, my parents and from my grandparents, especially telling me about our Jewish neighbors and how my grandma used to trust our Jewish neighbor with her own kids. Because that's the most precious thing you have. It's your child. And if you trust your neighbor to babysit your child and take care of them for you, it, it, it just tells me that there was so much unity in that community. It was strong yeah. and it was full of love. And I think the conflict happened when politics mm -hmm. replaced that. Um, we were taught with fear that if I don't maintain my position, if I don't have the upper hand, if I don't say and people follow, this means that my existence is threatened. And this mm -hmm. is so wrong because we were just talking about how when you do that, you actually make enemies every day. And that threatens your existence. Yes. It doesn't make you any better. But I think after the war and after the existence of, of Israel, everyone in the Arab world felt that they cannot trust a Jewish person because for them, that represented Israel. And this is the sentiment that the government kept you know, spreading and pushing this narrative on people because back then they didn't have the right tools or we didn't hear of espionage like now and the technology and getting you know, background checks. That wasn't there. So for them, it was easier to just completely get rid of all the Jews so I don't have that worry and anxiety that what if they're spying for Israel? What if they're actually not, you know, part of this and they're actually enemies? And they forgot that those were Egyptians. They had businesses, they had families, they had homes, and they had to pick up and leave just out of the blue. And what struck me the most was the reaction of the rest of the neighbors who were Christians or Muslims. And how it immensely hurt them because they didn't want to see their friends leave. Yeah. You just literally completely ruined a community. And not just the Jews that suffered from it. Everyone was traumatized by those yeah. actions. And as time progresses, you would think that this should change. And people should at least go back and think, okay, what happened here? What started this whole cycle of doubt yeah. before violence? Because it led to violence later on. Because everyone gives themselves the justification to do whatever they need to do to be safe. But we're, we're not under threat to be safe. So the same thing that happens here in the States, the Black community and the Black Lives Matter movement saying that we're not getting equal treatment as Americans. Same thing happened to the Jewish community in Egypt. They were not treated equally. And I believe until this moment, the same thing happens. It's, a, it's like you're talking about an alien, not yeah. a, a person. Because we don't see Jewish people every day. The and then it's filled with like projections and fears of and course. everything is like thrown. Absolutely. So uh, when I see a Jewish elder who stayed and decided to stay and actually face this harsh reality and get mistreated because this is my home, I don't want to go, the same position that Palestinians have today, you just cannot deny the similarities. It's right there. It's in your face. You can't, yeah. you can't say no. And when I see this, instead of doubting that person and asking myself, why did they stay? What's their intentions? I just tell myself this person is brave. He just yeah. stood up for his right and didn't leave even when it's dangerous. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the story of this Jewish elder that you befriended? And Yes. So Ishaq was one of, may he rest in power. He passed away last year, recently. And he was the only remaining elder of the Jewish community. And everyone looked up to him because he was the oldest one. And he basically led a movement. He convinced a lot of the Jewish community to stay and not to go, even under the threats and the mistreatment. 
And I was really intrigued to hear his stories because that is a big chunk of our history. And it's just such a waste not to know and tell their stories. You know, this is how we actually have history today by telling those stories. And I got to know when I spoke to him and his family and his friends that many of them were forced to falsify documents because they didn't want anybody to know that they're Jews because they would get mistreated. Many of them need the protection of the police for simple things like I want to bury a loved one because I get harassed. And it just hit me hard that, oh my gosh, that we can be advocating for people in another country because we think that this is wrong and it shouldn't happen to them. While right there at home, it's happening, but it has been normalized because we, what you see every day becomes the norm. You don't really go back and question it. And yeah. I think people like you and people like me have a duty to put a seed of questioning and doubt. Do you really know the whole truth? Do we need to listen to the people who lived this truth? It's, it's for me, more accurate than any book yeah. that has been dictated by a dictator literally <laughs> so yeah i don't want to know what you're telling me because obviously again history is written by the victorious yeah or not necessarily the victorious actually they even falsify victory now they tell you we won this war but they might not yeah right? we don't know we were not there we have no idea we have right. books written by people and i would rather deal with the people who <laughs> live through this i don't want to read about it from you know this it's just stupid to me and I think it is time that we talk about that. Yeah. The conscience of the world is awakening. And I think everyone agrees on the basics, at least. Yeah. I am entitled to my story. I'm entitled to choose whatever religion that represents me. I'm entitled to my roots and my culture and my home. Yeah. Wherever that might be, just because the majority of this community has a different approach or a different religion that doesn't give you the right yeah. to ask me to leave or to deny my heritage mm -hmm. because without your part of history mine doesn't exist it's all it, it builds on top of each other and we were just talking about the fact that i'm egyptian moses was in egypt so probably if i was born in that era of the time i'll probably be jewish <laughs> right because yes for me it, it, it you cannot be separate from who you are yeah cannot be and, and that shared ancestry of like we were all living in this region together actually for thousands of years you know and just the trauma and the violence and the rupture the, how much we've been separated and how much we've been told that we need to be separated and um i know that i have a deep longing and a craving you know coming from jerusalem but not just for jerusalem for the whole region of just like this deep multi-religious solidarity community like sometimes you know i read these stories and it's like especially the elders of like they were just celebrating all the holidays together because they were all living together and this person had a holiday and they're like well we'll all show up because why not you know and yeah. um and just like how sad that our religion has been taken up by so much like state violence and also patriarchy which we'll get to in a moment but just like really distorted um and then kind of highlighted as like, that's what the religion says. And it's really so far away from how that religion was practiced for, for so many years and Absolutely. so many generations. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I always tell people, especially Egyptians, go watch the black and white movies and see how normal it was when people were talking about their neighbors and they're like, oh, I'm waiting for her to come from prayers because it's Saturday. 
in a passing statement because yeah. that's the norm for everyone it's like oh uh, yeah it's friday so they're probably not home because you know they go out on friday so it's like the, the whole community has different traditions but they are all educated about each other's traditions yeah and that shows you that sense of community you do whatever you do in your home with your yeah. family that doesn't affect our relationship and the fact that we are all part of this country and this place yeah and i think if we don't admit to each other's trauma, this is where the, the disconnection is. Yeah. Um, I, I want you to listen to me because I'm in pain and I'm suffering now. But you need to understand that person who's inflicting the pain, where did it come from? Yeah. Is it to protect? Is it to project? What it, where is it coming from? Because only then we can tear down those layers one by one and be able to communicate. People. Yeah. And that's also the spiritual understanding that it's like, you know, pain comes from more pain, more pain, more pain until someone wakes up and is like, you know what? Let's just end it here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah. not continue the cycle of violence anymore. Let's just like get down with like, okay, what does this person need to be heard? What does this person need to feel seen? And, you know, just like really commit to ending those cycles of violence, which really didn't start with me and you <laughs> definitely didn't start with me and you but it didn't even start from the, our families you know they were inherited and um this kind of yeah inherited collective trauma that we're all just playing out almost as if it was scripted and passing it on yeah and sometimes i'm like this was scripted like was there scripted. were actually colonial powers who were like this is a great way especially with jews and muslims like let's put them against each other and they'll fight it out and yeah. And isn't it fascinating that they make us butt heads like this, but yet when you look at the leaders, they sit on tables and normalize yeah. and make peace treaties and agreements. And, and it, it, I'm like, okay, so why isn't it allowed for me and Hadar to sit down and talk about it? Yeah. You know, but this is how they protect the lie. Right. Through the disconnection, because if we sit down together, we will uncover the truth. Yes. Right. Because we'll tell each we other will. the story. And that's what they don't want. And it's lasted for 74 years and counting. Yeah. But I think now it's different because they lost control over the narrative on both sides. Yeah. In the Arab world, this generation is aware. They have access to information. We have access to each other. They have no control over the content that we exchange. And they just lost control of the narrative. Yeah. That's why everyone tries to take back whatever they said. They try to say, oh, that it wasn't like this. It was a different story. And it's just the, the lie is uncovered in yeah. front of the whole world. And this always happens in history. We were just saying history repeats itself. It's very true. Yeah. History repeats itself. If we look back, we will know that this has happened before. The only difference is they take turns. Who has yeah. the upper hand, who, who represents the power and who represents the oppressed. That's the only difference. But the cycle of pain and violence does not end. And it has to end. And I hope it's in our lifetime. Me too. I'm tired. <laughs> I really hope so because it, it's taken long enough. It's enough. Yeah. Those people don't suffer like we do. They make money. They make bank. They seize more power. Yeah. And we're just we're just dying slowly. Yeah. And fast. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel you. And I think that's also one of the things that I appreciate so much about your work and how you speak is that you always have this like felt sense of the body like what the impact here like let's let's really be with this human experience right like instead of just coming from like this is right this is wrong let me impose that onto these people now and it's like what is really your vision what is your strategy it's like not really clear yeah 
Um, and I think just like, yeah, coming back to the human perspective, coming back to the heart, um, you know, I don't believe that humans are violent or evil by, by nature. nature. It's something that's conditioned. It's something that's learned. Um, and because it's learned, it can also be unlearned. But I think, you know, as me and you experience, it's like, sadly, it takes a lot for people to get there. And especially even if you show the truth in people's faces, it's like, they can't handle it a lot of the times. Yeah. yeah. And there is, there is a loss of trust. Yeah. I think this is also a major issue. People like us, the way we, in my opinion, and I always say own it, it's true. We were brave because nobody else before thought about, hey, let's reach out to each yeah. other and sit down and talk. Yeah. It never happened. My people came at me, your people came at you, and nobody was happy with this. Although they preach peace. Yeah. Then where is the safe space for me and Hagar to meet? Right. If you are really a believer in peace. How do you want us to have peace if we're not allowed to talk yeah. or communicate? So you want peace based on hate? <laughs> it's just, it, it makes no sense when you think about it this way. And funny enough, when you say it to them this way, they think about it. A and bit. actually, that's one of the things that I love about you. And I think it's like one of your superpowers. You're really able to break down when people are thinking in such ignorant ways, you just break it down for them and you just like point at it and you're like, is this what you believe? Let me get yeah, this right. Yeah, because we have to. Sadly, the people who were responsible for educating us failed us miserably because we were fed misinformation and yeah. lies that serves them. So when, when our people do that now, I understand the sentiment, I understand the fear and I understand the hope. Because there is a, a very cautious approach. Okay. It's not a complete cut, if you think about it. There is a cautious approach, as if we're trying to feel each other out. It's like yeah. new creatures discovering each right. other. Right, like, are you human yeah. too? Are you, are you like me? Do you like breathe? It, like, <laughs> you, like, it affects me. Do you have the same feelings? You have, yeah. it's, it's, it's stupid questions, but it's, it's legitimate questions. They really don't know. They don't, they're not pretending that they don't know. They really don't know. And this is the difference for me is that, okay, then maybe we should be a little bit more patient to break it down. I wish somebody had done that with me. Yeah. Step by step and understand where is that person coming from? Is a white Jewish is the same as a Middle Eastern Jewish? Their story is different. Their privilege is different. We were just having this conversation with, with a friend that I used to think that is aware of, of the situation and, and has done enough homework to understand. And we were talking about how the Jews in the Middle East, when they emigrated to Europe, they were actually discriminated against by white Jewish community. Because for them, you're Arab. You're you not mean Jewish. when they immigrated to Palestine? No, before oh, Palestine. Oh, okay. Before Palestine. When they go anywhere. You go ah, to yeah, Germany. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. A few interesting characters. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Right. When I travel abroad as well, I get the same reaction sometimes. It's like when they see me dressed in a certain right, way. Right. They never assume you're Arab. Once they know they're Arab, if that person is Arab, he will judge me. And they will think you're not a good representation of our culture. Somebody else might think the opposite. So we are also different within ourselves. Yes. So it's not really shocking when we are different than each other. We just need to to bridge the gap by yeah. understanding what happened here. And I think for me, where I've learned about what my commitments are, where I'm coming from, because I think so often the justice conversation is very much about identities. And it's like, okay, well, these groups of people are here. The Jews are here. The Arabs are here. The Palestinians are here. The Muslims are here. It's like very identity segregated. And for me, I'm like, I actually don't really care 
like I care about someone's identity so much yeah. that it's important, but I'm like, I care about what's in their heart. I care about right. what they've done. I care about the choices that they make. You know, so many of us were born into conditions we can't control. So yeah. it's like, what do we choose to do with the conditions that we were placed in? Absolutely. You know, that to me is much more impressive than like. Absolutely. And what tools were presented to me? Yeah. A black girl back in the time in America didn't have the same tools that an Arab girl will have today in America. Right. They're both oppressed right they both will get mistreated but back then it was completely different she was being treated like an alien you're not supposed to be here you get attacked in the street now people are also cautious because we have laws and there are you know consequences of your behavior basically yeah. so people but what's in here is still in here and that's yes. what we need to work through this is why we all fall back on our spirituality yes not religion spirituality we believe in the, in the great god we believe in the great good we believe in the feminine we believe in a lot of things so why did you decide that one adjective about me should be prevalent than the others yeah so i'm more jewish than i'm a woman or i'm more muslim than i'm an arab no right, i'm right. all that and more that you still don't know of i'm so much more i'm a person i'm a complex being yeah and that is something we have to accept about each other too <laughs> yeah that we're so multiple inside like we can't be objectified into this one right you know you recently told me also about your family's um sufi background yeah. and history i was shocked you see too again we think that we know but yeah. you, you keep finding out stuff that you don't know of i didn't know that it exists even as a concept in judaism Hmm. And I was just blown away because this is the very first cell, in my opinion, of love slash spirituality. Yes. And the fact that it existed in both religions, doesn't it say a lot about the source and the origins? Right. This is what we need to look at. Yes. Right? So I have to respect which is why, by the way, my primary identity is mystic, not Arab, not Jew. I'm like, I'm a mystic, you yeah. know, because this is the heart of it all for me. Yeah. And I love that expression. I had a lot of friends who introduced me to things I never knew existed. And what was more shocking that I never knew I would relate to or that yeah. it would touch me and I would identify as one. Like I would totally embody it. It's something completely out of my culture. might be, But this is, I think, why we live. We're on a mission to discover ourselves. Yeah. And why do we do that? We discover the other right. at the same time. And the other is your mirror. Yeah. This is why when people come yes. at us, I always tell you because they're looking at themselves. They're not looking at us. That's true. They're looking at what they hate and assume that this is who we are. Yeah. Everything yeah, there's a line that it's like when people see you, they're, they think they are seeing you, but they're actually seeing themselves. Yes. And that scares them more. <laughs> yeah. You know? Of course it does. Because who wants to admit that there's something wrong? Yeah. With me. It's hard to admit it. This is why even mental illness takes a while to be, you know, diagnosed. Yeah. Because you really don't know what's going on with right, yourself. Right. You can feel the feelings, but sometimes you can't express the feelings. Yeah. So the other person can't help you. And if someone's coming and telling you something that you have been conditioned not to know, you're going to be like, well, this person is wrong. Or... buying it, you're resisting it because yeah. it's uncomfortable to not know. And I think you said, correct me if I'm wrong, but about your dad who had to abandon like his Sufi spiritual. He did, he did not abandon it. I think my dad was always so ecstatic. Yeah. Whenever he talks about it. Yeah. And I was told by several people that this behavior is weird because for some reason in our culture, 
if you're religious, you have to be hardened. Mm. They don't believe in the soft religion. Uh, for some reason, they think it gives it power and, and weight. Although I think it's the total opposite. Yeah. We have to embody the human part of it. All our prophets were people. We didn't have an angel coming down to us, teaching us. It was a person because they speak our language. They know how to reach us more. Yeah. Is a messenger. We even call our prophet the messenger because he just delivers the message. He did not create it. Right. So I think that this is, again, the things that we should focus on. We should talk about the similarity before we look at the differences. Yeah. And this will open doors to, I want to say, embrace the differences. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to agree to it, but you have to embrace it. Yeah. Nobody has the ultimate knowledge or the ultimate truth. And this is why we need the other. Yeah. You know, I, I love your teachings. When I, I attended your Hanukkah, and you gave your uh, lecture about light. And I was trying so hard not to cry because I didn't want to look like the, the softy in the <laughs> She was an Arab friend to put on a show <laughs> and become an ass already. But for real, it just touched me of how you explain the light and the darkness and how you need the darkness for you to see the light. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't see. And I love how you explained it. Looking for something with intention with a candle is mm. different than the sun that fills the whole place with light that you can actually get lost. Yeah. Sometimes too much light is blinding. Yeah. It's not actually... As we've seen in LA. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But I loved it because I felt like it's soft. It's human. Yeah. It's logical. We're not selling uh, dreams and crazy stuff. We're talking about history and facts and yeah. proofs. So if you deny that, then you are on a mission to sabotage yourself before sabotaging us because you're missing out on opportunities to be loved and accepted as you are. Yes. Yeah. Not the person that you pretend to be. Mm -hmm. I would love to see the Jewish community in Egypt having a normal life like they used to and people see them as part of, of this beautiful place and, and, and as, as neighbors and as friends and as partners not oh we're just gonna keep an eye on that person because he's different so yeah. I'm, it might not be trusted this is a major issue we really are approaching each other with caution i blame again our leaders and our education system for omitting massive important parts of our history that really made us drift further and further apart and you know that's something that i feel like i've been recently learning more and more because for me i was always like well how does the Arab community not know these things? You know, like, are, do they just like randomly hate us? And it took me a really long time to understand like, oh, they're actually not educated about what happened to the Jewish community. They they just think we all magically got up and left because we wanted to, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like that's the story that a lot of time is yeah. sold. And um, when you start uncovering the, the violence that the Jewish community had to go and the trauma that is carried from like having to like, be kicked out of your homeland like it's so sad especially some of these communities living there for thousands of years literally and it's like and, and then it's like you know getting displaced into palestine and then the colonization of palestine and then now it's israel and it's like this very um charged high level trauma situation and i i just feel so much sometimes for the arab jewish community because i just feel like we're kind of like trapped and lodged especially for me you know i grew up with a lot of narratives around between like the holocaust and the nakba and the holocaust and the nakba and it was kind of like this ping pong yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was just like i'm i'm kind of part of both stories but i'm also not because neither of those stories are exactly my story yeah 
Yeah. And my story is somewhere inherited in between there you yes. know like the displacement of Eritreans it is in between it has elements of all those events yeah that participated to make you who you are yeah right so I could go to Germany today and I might have a better treatment than you get although it's a western country so these elements people don't take into account yeah when they judge your position and there's a lot of frustration too so when someone is in pain they want acknowledgement and they want it now because yeah. i'm in pain now right and they feel like if you're discussing anything beyond that scope you're either abandoning them mm. or you are not relating to them or you're trying to equate the two situations but what we're trying to say here is there's so much pain yeah. let's try to identify where is it coming from so we can remedy it right it's like a doctor is telling you what's wrong with you and you're screaming okay where does it hurt you're screaming just point where does <laughs> it hurt uh, but i can't help you right. yes i know you're in pain but try to tell me what's going on so i can actually offer some help that's a beautiful and this is how you heal you yes. cannot heal by by screaming but we understand that the, the history and the past happened with bad things and bad things will happen in the future sadly to a lot of people probably from both sides too but what's happening right now is they want to focus on what's happening right now yeah and this i totally understand there is a disaster happening just like now we look back at the holocaust and wonder how the hell did this happen and nobody did anything nobody moved a finger nobody else felt that this is wrong and it's shocking because yeah sometimes that mass support of people not necessarily mean that they're right right hashtag the nazis yeah right they were mass numbers and they thought that they're doing good and they thought that they're protecting themselves and look what happened now we look back and wonder how did the, the world and humanity let this happen as it was happening and the same thing is happening in palestine now so we should learn from that yeah. situation we're not comparing because again agony and agony pain and pain i'm not going to get a a thermometer and see which one hurts more they both hurt and they both leave scars because our grandparents tell us this is what we've been through don't give them a chance to do this to you again and this is when the fear kicks in and you feel justified do whatever you want to do to protect yourself because somebody else started it yeah okay do we want to stay here or do we want to cross over we need to cross over. And I think this generation can. Amen. We've done a lot of good work. And I think we can see it. We can feel it. The fact that we're sitting here together talking like this. The fact that I, I would call you just to, to rant. I love your rants. complain <laughs> about something, you know, because I know that you, you'll be equally upset because it's upsetting and we, we hate this. When I called upset. you one day and I was like, every day I wake up mad. <laughs> I wake up every day mad. I'm like, yes, it's so true. We admit to the truth. Yeah. But the fact that I can reach out to you and do that, we're not discussing our people here. We're not discussing anything else other than we're just friends and we yeah. want to talk. We yeah. want to feel better and we have the power to make each other feel better. Yeah. We lean on each other in these situations. That's what I hope for my people. And that's and where the trust is formed. It's in the friendships. It's Absolutely. in the like, Absolutely. just like, hey, how are you? The checking in and the, you know, the mending of all this like fragmentation and rupture that has yeah. been happening. Yeah. And I, and I think that is a medicine to some of what we see 
all around us as a whole world, right? It's just like we're constantly looking for someone to blame for our problems. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm in pain. So someone did something to me. Yes. You know, and we're like, who? Who was it? Yeah. And and that's not gonna liberate any of us because even if you identify maybe there's people who are responsible and even if you identify them and then who knows what you do. But it's like yeah. it's still not gonna be about you and healing that pain. So it's like, okay, how do we just like take the finger down? How do we take the blame energy? and and really build a relational network of healing and support like i think i think this is essential and you know i think for me something that maybe you feel this too but sometimes i feel like i'm saying just like really simple basic stuff. simple things it should be understood in <laughs> yeah. but but, it, but when you take it to like the to our region it just everything blows up so fast you know course. it's very for them anything related to this is inflammatory yeah. Even before they understand what is it that that you're about to say. Yeah, I say like my name's Hadarko and they're yeah. like, who is that? That's it. You're done. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to hear it. That's so no, but but you see, that person is also missing out on the truth. Don't you claim that this is what you want? You want to know the truth. Yeah. I think my ultimate hope would be after this beautiful session that we're having right now is someone in Egypt, someone sitting in Israel will go to Google and try to find out something about the other. Yeah. Try to reach out to someone and talk. You will have moments, and I had those moments as well with, with other activists or Israelis and very good friends of mine too. We would disagree on some point, for example. It's like, oh no, this event happened before that. Oh no, they started this first. This is why this happened. And we always agreed that, hey, it will happen. And we have to accept that it will happen because we are a product of our culture, education elements around us. They will come to the surface when we are triggered. Yeah. And when we're challenged too, because we all take pride in, in, in ourselves, which is something great. I absolutely root for it. We take pride in it, but you shouldn't close the door to knowledge. Yes. Just because you're proud. Let's take a moment and go do some homework practice some humility show up to some prayers to actual prayers <laughs> i love it i love it I, and i feel like we always find pieces to the puzzle when we sit together yes and that aha moment is just priceless it's worth everything yeah i remember we were talking about how in quran uh, there is a lot of mention about eve Mm -hmm. We know Eve, we know that Eve was Adam's wife, and we know the story and the apple and all of that. It's told in different versions in yeah. Christianity and in Islam, but we stopped at Lilith, and everyone had completely different opinions about Lilith. And some people said, oh, it did not exist. Some people said, no, it is in the Judaism, it's not in the rest of the books, because it was like an older history, pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, you see, we'll just keep finding out stuff and uncovering a lot yeah. of things that will complete our faith not even the other christmas faith. right right and this is so priceless and and then that's also at the heart of it it's like you can't really separate out these religions you especially can't. even if you're just as a historian trying to learn about these religions it's like they were influencing each other so much yes they so, complete each other too in yeah. quran they said if you don't believe in judaism and christianity you are not a true believer of islam either and this is one of my favorite things hmm. because it forces you to learn. But yet we decided to overlook this and focus on other stuff. But why? If you believe in your book, you believe in the book. Yeah. Everything in it, not only the ones that serve you, not only the ones that don't require 
work from your side. Yeah. Like, I'll just take it as it is. Mm-hmm. No, but this simply means that you don't know anything about your religion. Yeah. And 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 this for me means you just anything that you say now is invalid. Totally. Because what's even your it's not rooted and it's yeah. not. I, I'm here to learn because I want to unlearn first and then learn. You're gonna make space for the new knowledge coming in. Yeah. And it's shocking, of course, sometimes because if you if you imagine someone comes to you and says, Hey, your mom is not your mom. <laughs> it's shocking. It is shocking. It, it's exactly the same thing. Because think about it. I just what love your example. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, hey, let me tell you something. You're not human. <laughs> That's the surprise. Me. You're a dog. I and just love how you say that with a straight face. Like <laughs> with a straight face, yeah. Absolutely. Because that's what happened. It's the truth. Yeah, totally. And because the truth is so blunt, it's shocking to your system. Right. And right, you want right. to resist it because you want to be in that comfortable place. I don't want to know anything. And you're more. attached to your trauma, actually. Of course you are. Because even if it's painful, it's comfortable. Yeah. Why do we hold on in the memory of someone who's dead? Yeah. Because we don't want to lose that feeling that they actually are gone. We know that they're gone, yeah. but we try to pretend that they're not. We keep pictures. And I, we buy books, for example. We read the books and we keep them. Why do we keep them? We already read them and you probably won't read it again. You won't read the same book again. But why do we keep them? Attachment is real. Yeah. The thing that you spend time on, holding it, touching it, reading it, filling yourself with yeah. it becomes part of you so letting go is hard letting go imagine an inanimate object imagine everything that you are everything that you know to be true someone is telling you it's not true right and i would say no i don't want to hear you i don't want to deal with this and you know you're reminding me one time in my healing session when i was kind of a lot of arab jewish like trauma came up my healer just looked at me and she was just like how committed are you to holding on to your pain and I just looked oh, at her and I was like, oh, deep. yeah, I was like, oh, shit. She's like, she's like, do you really it need to? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Is it going to hurt? Totally. I was just like, oh, wow. And it was just like that moment where I was like, wow, I can, I can let it go, actually. Yeah, I don't can. have to attach, even though it's in my body, it's in my DNA, it's in my bones, it's ancestral, you know, all this stuff. But it's like, I don't have to attach my whole existence to this thing because, I mean, you know, I think that's the thing about again it all comes back to spirituality but about life that it's like okay every moment you have a new breath to take so this new breath is a renewal right like in judaism we say just like the moon renews herself we get to renew ourselves. like the moon she's always renewing you know she's like okay now i'm full now i'm empty now i'm full now i'm empty in that process of like cleansing and i think that we as humans we also have that process you know we we also we go through things and then we attach and then we learn to let go and we become full with it and then we empty and and, um, you know, and that's what I also love so much about this, this feminine wisdom, which I think you said also really beautifully before about that softness. Um, and that especially with religion and these like truth doesn't have to be this like harsh access, right? It can be this like soft, warm, nurturing, yes. loving, yeah. like, yeah. And yeah, I'm curious if you wanted to share a little bit more about some of your feminist activism, especially as it relates to religion, to politics, to all of this, because I mean, you do so, so, so much for so many people. And, you know, it's, I, it's all connected. Yeah. It? And I think the more they fight the feminine, the more they fight the divine, because this is how the divine was meant to be. Yes. It's feminine and masculine. If you decide to put all the weight of the world on one side mm. and think that this is it, 
then you just use it. And that's a, a very funny conversation I had with a guy. And he was, we were discussing sexual harassment in Egypt and the rest of the Arab world and how if, if the, that community is very religious, then that should not happen. And that led to the conversation of why do we choose certain parts hmm. and the others we just completely overlook. It's crazy. What happened to love your enemies? For example, why is this not a focal point of a conversation? Why can't you find it in you to be patient enough to explain even to your enemy? Because I'm sorry, you don't need to explain to a friend. The friend is good. He's already on your side. Yeah. They agree on everything you do. It's your enemy that needs talking and convincing, right? And, and back in the time, even if we go back to Prophet Muhammad, he had a lot of these treaties with Jews who lived in Saudi Arabia. And everyone was shocked when I said that because they were like, oh, Jews in Saudi Arabia? I was like, how do you think he made these treaties with them? <laughs> what do you think they were? Yeah. So they're used to hear the sentence, but they're not used to think about it. And, you know, I remember actually someone one time messaging me on Instagram where, you know, because I started doing all this education stuff about like, hey, Arab Jews were around and, you know, started getting all these really interesting stories from people and how they grew up. And one person was just like, wow, like I, you know, I always knew that the prophet's wife, one of his wives was Jewish, yes. but I never thought of her as Arab. Yeah, I thought of her as European because that's what I thought of as Jew. But and then did it didn't <laughs> totally. But. And then it just, he was like putting two and two together. And he's like, wow, I was like so conditioned to not see Jews as Arabs. I wasn't even able to see the prophet's wife as Arab. Yeah. Like, and, and just that level. And it's like, you really have to, yeah, hold the mirror to be like. Yeah, let's break it down. Let's look deeper into it. Don't just take the, oh, his wife. So we just say, okay, she's his wife. <laughs> she came from England. <laughs> she came from somewhere. We don't care. <laughs> We're going to start from wife. Okay, but that's not, you don't get to choose that. Yeah. Either you take it as a whole or you don't, Yeah. right? And for me, every holy book is full of wisdom. This is why we say it's holy. I don't care who wrote it. Imagine, so even if it's not, it, it, it's written by people, right? Because even if it's a message from God, it was written by people, ink and paper. Yeah. That's a person who wrote that. And that person is a person. They also have their own belief system. They are motivated by certain things. Yeah. They agree with things and they disagree with things. So again, we have to go back to the basic. I love, sorry, you don't have to tell the story again, but the story <laughs> said about Salah al-Din. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's so many like that it was just it was like a, actually a love thing you know that ended up it, evaporating yeah, and it ruined a plan of massive leaders around the world because you always disregard the human element and this is the most important element mm -hmm. it's the emotions behind mm -hmm. everything it's not the physicality or the actions only it starts with the emotion because based on how i feel i act yeah right? if i'm angry i'm gonna lash out but we look at the lashing out we don't look where it comes from right yeah and this is important because this is how you can heal yourself and heal your tribe. Yeah. And, and I always say you find your tribe. Like I found you, you found me. You will always find your tribe if you start asking the right questions. Yes. And I, I have a, a beautiful, beautiful Muslim sheikh in Saudi Arabia. He was my mentor for three months. And he used to just live it in the body. He would give me one sentence. I'll be like, it's worth the trip. It's done. I'm over. Wow. And he once told me, he was like, if somebody told you today, you have the choice to be anyone you want in any era. What would you choose? Nobody has the answer to this. You can't yeah. because it's so complex. If you say, I want to live in the ancient times, were they great? Oh my God, no. Plague, wars, 
there will always that conflict. Yeah. So if I don't have the right to choose or I wasn't given the option to choose and I'm living here, wouldn't it make more sense to widen my horizon and my net so I can actually make full use of my existence mm -hmm. during that short period of time on earth? It makes more sense. I don't want to pass on something blindly for someone yeah. to follow because I would be responsible now. You know, we had excuses yeah. before that we didn't know. Our parents didn't, but I'm I'm in the now. You need to know. It's your job. Yeah. It's, it's your job to find out and it's your job to heal yourself. Yes. Otherwise, nothing is gonna change at all. And I think again, every time they fight a woman, they're fighting the divine, they're fighting the truth. They want the harshness and the hardness to be prevalent. And this mm. is what we're trying to dismantle. Wow, and you're making me really realize how much so much of our activist circles are really plagued by that energy around like this harsh, yeah, you're wrong because you said this word that I didn't like, <laughs> you know. I'm gonna like... say a lot of wrong words. And I said that to my friends as a disclaimer. I always give them that. I'll say I always I will a lot. It will happen a lot. I'm not gonna say always because I do my best now not to. Yeah. But first of all, we've been disconnected for such a long time that there will be errors because we really don't know anything about each other. I am bound to say something that would offend you. Mm -hmm. But you need to understand where is it coming from? Did I say it to offend you? Is it out of malice because I want to upset you or I want to hurt you? Or is it because I don't know? Yeah. If we keep behaving like this and hold the knife behind your back and wait for any wrong thing to happen or to be said just to stab you, then I'm just I'm just making a conscious decision to misunderstand. Yes. And in this case, why would I even bother? And then I'm also burning myself out because it's so exhausting holding the knife. Of course it is. Like who wants to do that? And who <laughs> wants to be around people that you're tipping, tipping on your toes and yeah. walking on eggshells around? And, you know, I think this is what me and you really do share this commitment and understanding that justice really does come for love. And, you know, I don't really know what justice is outside of love because it has to stem from love of yourself love of the people love of humanity like love yeah. which knows no ends right it's it's yeah. boundless that's why love leads you to learn about people who are deemed other you of know course. because of course and because we got love. the language too yeah so my expressions will be different right like i used to think for example that the word gypsy is is a compliment it's something good because it means to me and in my culture to a free spirit someone who who's free to yeah. dance and to travel and, and to have fun that's the definition but this could be offensive to somebody else right as we progress in time we understand yeah. that okay you're not supposed to say that but you just you you can't hold me as if i'm a bad person if i said something wrong you should yeah. appreciate my effort that i'm trying to learn yeah yeah this is the only way that will bridge the gap otherwise like what we all sit at home like separately and just yeah our mental health crises are gonna expand and amplify and because that, i understand yeah but if you know that you're not able now because you're not equipped enough then how about not to volunteer an opinion right <laughs> right wouldn't that be safer yeah i respect people that say you know what i didn't talk about this subject it happens sometimes with activists, for example, we talk about Iran. I would be like, why are we not talking about Palestine too? And they would be like, I'm not educated enough on the subject. I'd like to do some homework about it first. 
thank you very much. I really truly appreciate you. Yeah. Because you're honest with me and yourself, and no human being has capacity to have knowledge about so many different things at the same time. Yes. Or actually mental capacity to talk about them. Until now, I couldn't watch the movie Farha. Everyone watched it and they told me to watch it, and I, I intend to, but I couldn't find the mental space to do that because I know it yeah. will hurt me for a fact. So I'm actually now waiting for the day that I'm willing to be sad. Yeah. And that's okay to take time to be sad. It's healthy. Yes. Feel it and let it go. Don't hold on to it. Now it's yeah. sickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel it and be sad about it and, and, and mourn. Mourn your losses, mourn your sadness and everything and then move past it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're making a conscious decision as you said, like this therapist said to, how willing are you to hold on to something that hurts you? yeah you want to keep doing that do it but this is not what we're here for we understand where everyone's coming from sadly and this is a problem that every impact has because you put yourself in everybody's shoes yeah somebody's gotta it hurts but somebody's gotta do that totally you know and if if somebody is not knowledgeable enough about Hadar and is making a, a statement about Hadar it is my job to step in and correct it yeah. Because again, otherwise I'm allowing for this circle to continue. Now it's on me. And then it's not even about, I mean, it is also about me being your friend and, you know, you caring for me as a friend, but it yeah. is also about just what is true. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we leading humanity to? What are we contributing to this atmosphere, yeah. you yeah. know? And I, I just, yeah, I really appreciate having you as a friend because I know I can trust you. I know I can trust you to not just be dedicated to me as a friend, but also be dedicated to this wider truth, you know, not just like listen to something that someone said on the internet and be like, well, now I believe that person, you know, but to really ask questions, to use your mind. Like, I really believe that our minds are one of the most beautiful things that we have. And we need to tend to our minds because this is where we access our information and our knowledge. And if our mind is unwell, and if we're just taking in propaganda all the time, we're not going to be able to sift out and to really understand what's true for us you know and I think um yeah like you are really special in that way you know I I, I, I really <laughs> name really all of humanity you, you gave me hope because I felt like I'm not crazy yeah you know some people find comfort in the herd mentality yeah because it's comforting oh there's so many people who agree with me it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong but they agree with me but you said yeah before right the hashtag Nazis it's like just because a big group of people thinks one thing exactly. doesn't mean that it's right. Exactly. So I think what we're calling for is challenge yourself to, to say to yourself, I might be wrong. Not even I'm wrong. Right. I, I might, might be. be like, wrong. maybe I could just ask one maybe. question. <laughs> yeah, maybe just doubt it. Yeah. And do your job. And also like, you know, I think for me, one of the things you know, I think you're very similar to me in this way. But like, for me, I love humans. I love people. I love meeting different people. I love asking their stories. I love getting to know them. And I think what I've realized as I've kind of become more public around some of this work is that a lot of people are in self-segregated communities. They don't actually know people who have different identities in them. Yeah. So then when they come and they see people of so many different identities mixing, which again, for me, is the heart of Arab culture. Yeah. It's the heart of you know, all these big cosmopolitan cities like Jerusalem, like Cairo, it's like they thrive yeah. on these, like we have that, we have that knowledge in our bones that it's like multiplicity is beautiful and we celebrate it. But, you know, I think this, you know, some people just really only know their own identity groups. Yeah. 
and that's the only stuff that they hear and because they that's the only thing they hear they're like that's just what's true yeah absolutely and i think also the structure of society slash government when you've got a lot on your plate and you're already having a challenging life it really doesn't leave a space for of you course. to explore and ask questions. But that's so. why this relational segregation, I call it we're in relational segregation. I mean, yeah. some of it is self-imposed because, yeah. Yeah. but some of it is by this governmental by design. design. Thank you. That's you a know? great expression. It is by design. It's by design because it knows that if these people are there and these people are there, they're not going to talk. They're not going to connect the pieces. We're good. And, yeah. yeah. They're, covered. They're, they're not going to find out. This is exactly how it is. But I think... It is more important now, since we've witnessed where does it take us, right. to ask those questions. Yes, We have to make the time. The same as we make time for important stuff. I think this is the most important thing. It's our existence. Yes. We have to understand. Yeah. And we have to leave room for somebody else to come in and educate us about the subjects that we were not privileged enough to be knowledgeable about. Yeah. It's not their fault. I get it. But now it is if you don't. Yeah. My parents did not have internet. They did not have foreigner or a friend that can give them a different perspective, but we do. Yeah. So it's really, it's a shame if we don't make use of this. So yeah, yeah. reach out or reach out to us. Don't, don't give us death <laughs> On our pink Yeah, oh my gosh. And wish us ill. Before yeah. recording this, we were comparing death threat notes we got. <laughs> oh yeah, we should actually, you know what? We I was doing them. that for a while. I used to post them with the names. Yeah, I was I'm kind like, of debating, do I do yeah. that? Do I not? No, it... because some, some I realized that this, some actually do this intentionally because they want to be famous. For real, yeah. they, they want you to post their, their stories. Right. So they compete. Who is going to make it more nasty so that you can actually be triggered and post it? Oh, humanity. Gosh, a cat and mouse. We can be doing something <laughs> like a lot more important than this. It's stupid. But yeah, please don't send us death threats. Yeah. We're really trying to do something good here. We don't like them. We don't like, them. <laughs> we don't like the death threats. No, we don't appreciate them. And again, that's not going to do anything. If, if you hate <laughs> us, you, you can do that. You can make up your mind. It's it's okay. But well, listen, first, at least. Yeah, I like, at least it's listen. <laughs> Okay, just open for a moment like give us a minute yeah I mean, I, I <laughs> after know, that go back to yeah. <laughs> i know i'm not everybody's cup of tea yeah. and guess what i love it because <laughs> i would rather have my own people in my own circle i don't want to force you to like me yeah i want you to to decide on your own whether you want to or not that's up to you i don't care but that doesn't change facts and truth yeah. Like you said, you said, somebody can can think, oh, I'm, you like her defending her because she's your friend. Not really because I actually agree with you. Right, right, right. It's not just because you're my friend. You're my friend because I agree with you. Right, it's totally. the opposite. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, you know, I think one of the things that I learned from you so much about how to be in that public light and have those boundaries and, and know that you're going to trigger and activate and people yeah <laughs> it's intense sometimes but you know it's kind of also this realization of what our society does to it's really to powerful sad. women to beautiful powerful women who are actually making impact like there's nothing more threatening to society even if, if it's for people who think of themselves as feminists there's still all this unconscious wiring that there's something about our existence yeah that it, just makes them unwell yeah. you know yeah. and i had this conversation with the guy who's egyptian he used to reply to every story i post with something negative 
um, once you're ugly, once you're stupid, once you death threats like that, yeah. until funny enough, a certain situation happened and he was affected by it. And I was defending him. And he texted me back saying, oh yeah, I agree with you. He, he actually forgot to look at all the straight up messages when you're calling <laughs> me names before that one. Oh my God. And I replied to him, I was like, yeah, you see, and I'm here today defending your right yeah. to voice your opinion that could be opposite to mine. But you deserve that. You deserve your freedom and you're entitled to your opinion. And I will fight for it, even though I don't agree with you. Yeah. And you're attacking me, but I'll fight for your right to, of freedom. Did he freak you out when he it. responded back? <laughs> and it happens a lot. Yeah. And they apologize mostly. Yeah. That's why I always say, listen, I don't want you to like me. Just listen and see if I'm misleading you. Am I yeah. telling you something that might hurt you? Is it something that is evil and bad? <laughs> no, I agree that you were taught to hate me. Yeah. Just because I look the way I look or I dress the way I dress or my ideologies are different. But deep down, I truly want good things to happen to you so that you don't feel this sad and bitter to the point and that it's... you text someone like me and other <laughs> tell us to go jump from a building. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So it's sad. And I think the thing that's so beautiful about you is that you're really pure from that intention where you see when a person is sending you like a death threat, you're like, wow, I really see that that's actually hurting you. So let me help you. <laughs> Which is true. You know, at the end of the day, like hatred hurts the heart. You cannot yeah. hate someone and be well in your body. No. It just yeah. ends up hurting you more. Yeah. And I think that's the spiritual involvement that I think we are called in society to mature into. Yeah. That it's like we're all interconnected. How I treat you is a reflection of how I treat myself. Yeah. If I'm coming at you with hate, probably there's a part of me that hates myself. Absolutely. And you know, me coming at you in hate is actually just gonna reinforce this hatred that I have. And and I'm gonna end up being hurt. You're gonna sip your coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you see that different in the lingo is crucial too. It's yeah. a killer. Because we have something, for example, in our culture and even in our religion, it says, if you wish for goodness, it will happen and it yes. will come to you. If you call for it, it will come to you. What is how is this different from manifestation mm -hmm. that we, we talk about a lot these days? There's no difference. It's just the disconnection is in the vocabulary because of the differences in language and culture. Yeah. But if we look deeper into things, we'll realize we're really not that different. Yeah. If at all, we're really not different. Every single person I know wants to be safe, healthy, happy, respected, appreciated, loved. That's it. Yes. We all want these same things in different languages, in different expressions and ways. That's it. So please yeah. listen to us. <laughs> please listen be critical yeah ask questions and and we always say that faith comes from that mm -hmm. it comes from the comfort of the truth yeah that i'm doing my best not even doing right that's not even expected from us in in yeah. all the three religions funny enough yeah it's not you strive for the best you don't really have to be the best version. right but if you ask for it and if you try and strive for it, it will happen. Yes. And you will make yourself happy and everybody else around you happy. When people send us stuff like this, I only think of the women in his house. Always. Mm -hmm. I always think, how does he treat his sister? How does he treat his mom, mm -hmm. his wife, his daughter? And it makes me feel sad because he can't hurt me. It's just a, a, a stupid word. It doesn't stick. 
I don't care. But what about people who live with yeah. him in the same house? How do they feel right. about that? And this is the exact question that person should ask themselves. Yes. Are you actually spreading good things and, and, and strive for a happy life? Or you're just so frustrated with yours that you want to stay in mind as right, well. Right, 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 right. So we need to heal. We all need to heal. Yes. And we have to lean on each other to heal. Yeah. Amen. We have to. Well, such an honor to walk I'm this so life with you, with honestly. I'm so you're... happy with you. <laughs> yes. And I think we keep talking for like hours for day, All night long. We never shut up. I know. We, we're both ranters. We're, we're, it's not just that we have so much to tell so many yeah. stories and we were fortunate enough to be introduced to a lot of people and a lot of stories and we traveled the world and we heard from different people their own versions as well and that made us humble to understand yeah. that i don't know everything but i'm here for it i want to learn yeah so let's all do this we need to cross over please yes enough people have been in power have been in power for so long they've been sucking us dry draining us and making us drift further from each other yes we don't want that enough is enough enough is enough and start with women yeah they need to start with women we want softness in our life yes we do we don't need more scientists they've already wrecked everything <laughs> we need more healers we need healers mm -hmm. yeah and spiritual leaders coming from the heart yes from the true heart you know yes absolutely yeah i love that Amen. I'm so happy you did that. Yes, I me really too. I feel good. I've got a lot of stuff on my chest. <laughs> Waking up angry every yeah. day. <laughs> we should just have a podcast every day. It's like a yeah. We should. We actually do. We have a mini podcast. Like it's just the two of us. Like we don't air like we're doing right oh, now. Oh yeah, true. But we actually should. Yeah, that's true. We really should. Yeah. And I love those late night talks. We should actually jump on live. Like get a, something to drink and sit down and rant. Okay. Seriously, because they're always in my head. I'm like, oh, if somebody was listening to this, I'm down. I'm so always down for a rant. And you know, I think like when we're in a rant, it's like actually so much truth can come out because yes. we're on a roll and we're unfiltered. So yeah. often we're like, what's the perfect word? What's the perfect right. image? Right. But it's like we just need to let mm -hmm. that. And that's the unfiltered that they hate and they come at you. Oh, you said so and so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. We need to learn. We need to it's learn. Okay, and this is why I'm here, and this is why I'm making like space in my life to actually have someone like you. Yeah, because you come with with weight, hmm. and we need to appreciate that about a person. You know, people have presence. Yeah, they have weight, and when you step in, it's intimidating hmm. to people who do not want to be challenged. Right. And this is something that you also need to understand that sometimes our silence is also power. Mm. You know, Ooh, this is why powerful. it shakes them. It bothers them so much that they have to say something bad to you. You know, it's interesting because I've, uh, that's something that I've actually reflected a lot throughout my life. Because I'm like, sometimes I walk into space, I don't even say anything. Yeah. I say nothing. I just am the there. And when you come with stories that are full of pain and happiness too, because that is very heavy too. Yeah. It just makes people, not everyone, of course. I mean, if, if, if someone is like you, they would actually appreciate that. They would be right. like, oh, that person is rich. They have so much essence. Mm. But if somebody is not, is, is shaky, yeah. they will feel like you're intimidating and you're threatening. Yeah. This is why they try to take a swing at you. Yeah. 
that's what it is and when people behave like this i understand that my power is felt hmm. and it gives me comfort it's the opposite it's like you know that you're you like my power coach <laughs> <laughs> i know don't pick a fight with me you because know. my mom is gonna come after you <laughs> we have to yeah we have to break that cycle yeah because otherwise they're winning i'm not doing that yeah i'm sick of old men taking control yeah for real old better men taking control they ruined it they ruined everything yeah i'm done with that totally i'm here for this yes and you know as you know also a lot of it gets internalized patriarchy into all bodies also women it's carry all patriarchy. you know they are so scared to yeah. let us be because they think we're going to take over and we will yeah and that's a conversation for another time <laughs> but i think we've evolved big yeah. time and I think the species that gets uh, threatened the most evolves the most, mm. right? Because you change the oh, condition wow. around it. We are used to be the prey. Yeah. When we walk out in the street, we have a million thoughts. It's not like a man. A man walks listening to music. He knows that nobody is going to attack him. For us, that's a privilege, actually. I have to make sure that I have a transportation. I have to make sure that it's not dark very dark i have to find a place that is well lit i have to make sure that if i'm sitting in a in an uber that i tell someone where i am we got used to plan yeah and that by nature makes you smarter i'm sorry no offense but that's that's the evolving it, 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 all animals evolved like this yeah conditions battle condition and the harsher my reality is the more i'll have to evolve because i need to survive and your survival right, instincts right. kicks in and this is why I always say women are mentors. Mm. We carry wounds and love for centuries. Yes. And that is priceless. Imagine having that lighthouse in your household. Yeah. And you refuse to look. You continue to dim that light intentionally. Then you're really doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. And it's sad. And it makes me sad. Look at someone who's in love and see how their face lights up it's all love and yeah. we have to admit it and there is nothing you're not a sissy for saying that no. love is power it's love strong is power. look how it connects us and it makes us stronger to the point that other people see you as a threat yeah. even without you moving you see embrace yeah. it and we're embracing it. it and we're embodying it and i think we're, we're doing really well yeah really well giving that we've had such a short given time what we've gone planet. through yeah and the short time we've lived yeah you know that's that's it's so progressive it's so it's insanely impressive yeah and i'm so proud of that and i i can't wait to see more women like us doing that yes taking charge stop following stop being like oh i'm, I'm just gonna take a corner here because i don't want to, to threaten anybody i need to be safe no you are safe you are safe and you're strong enough this is why i try to break you down yeah nobody tries to break something that is weak that's true right that's true yeah I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for coming onto my podcast. It was such a pleasure Thank to chat with you me. about all the things. I um, love you so much. I love, I love this. Yeah. Thank you for doing this for real. I'm really grateful that you exist. Likewise. And I think you have done such a fantastic job oh. just in the last few months. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, this girl needs a break. <laughs> and it really hurts my heart when I yeah. see ignorant people coming at you like this because in in my head i'm like i know what she's trying to do and she's really swimming against the the the, the tide and 
somebody's trying to even push you further in. yeah yeah and that is so upsetting that uh, i feel enraged I'm, mm, but and I that's how I, that's how i know you're my sister because you feel me you know and i think that so often in this new age like sisterhood conversation it's like well i'm your sister because we go shopping together and it's we like go to the club together yeah and it's I like agree. well that's good i'm happy that people are enjoying no that's beautiful but the core the essence the yeah. important things you cannot ignore what i am and who i am and expect me to be pleasant and have a good time that's and also like know how to show up when your sisters are being publicly attacked yes. how to be like no not yeah. gonna let that yeah. you know because of course that's the same systems of oppression working yeah. like isolating yeah. and dethroning yeah divide and conquer yeah. yeah i got you always i got you too girl always got you <laughs> i love, love you. you so much I love you, baby. thank you thank, thank you. you for being you thank you so much um okay just one last question if people want to follow you how should they yeah. follow you? I, I just, I, I'm a very bad. <laughs> You're I like, don't follow me. Multiple, like, yeah. you know, apps. I love people who do that. They take it so seriously. I can find the time. But I only post on Instagram. Usually, okay. even if I have a video, I'll post it on Instagram. So, yeah. That's... So, follow you on Instagram. And your handle is? Uh, Mahankili, as it's written. At Mahankili. Great. Amazing. <laughs> I love saying it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's an official. Like it is. It's a beautiful name. Yeah yeah okay so well tune in we're fun yeah We're definitely really fun. serious and fun yes okay thank yes. you so much thank you baby thank you bye